I'm dispensers of pets, going out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch, turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby, I'm a nerd over drive, I Listen up, fanboy, it's the Fanboy Blood Podcast. I was quiet as an after way. Here's your host, Derek McCoy. That's some echo we got going on in here. That's a Doppler effect. Or it's a brain damaged zebra. Uh... Big Bang Theory reference. Exactly. So, uh, anyway. are people still watching this show? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're here at Elusive Comics and Games, two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California. It is Wednesday, June twenty ninth. We should mention that on Wednesday, June uh, July thirteenth, Steve Lealoha and his lovely partner Trina Robbins will be here signing uh-huh. work. Uh, so, bring your fables trades down and or your individuals of fables and get Steve to sign them and. Many of the different things like we have here at uh, Elusive, Chicagoland Detective Agency. Some I'm sure there'll be issues. copies you can buy here right. on the spot. Uh, no, I'm get, saying I'm uh, sure there are. I'm They'd sure pretty there much are. sign anything though, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you'd kind of like it to make like if you just brought like some random book down and sign it, they'd probably sign Long's it. Long's going to get his chest signed. You sign uh, this maybe. copy of The Stand. Yeah, that'd be a little <laughs> random, but I've seen. Do you think s- they'll sign my Transformers poster? Maybe. But, like, sign it as Optimus Prime? Yes. We'll see. Because that'd be really cool. I'll do that for you. All right, cool. Oh, heck, I'll sign in as Bumblebee. Who wouldn't want a Transformer autograph? Exactly. And then then when people go, Optimus Prime didn't really sign it, and you go, okay, prove it. Who who wouldn't want this bit to go on longer? Uh, the yeah, Transformers. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we got some comics news. Well, before we do, let's talk about, of course, who's got the endless Transformers autograph bit. My announcer. Oh, uh, Lon Decepticon Lopez. And I knew it. And uh, to my left here, it's been too long since you've been sitting at this table and nice contributing to, to our podcast. So, introduce yourself. Doug Garrett from Garrett's Games of Geekiness. Exactly. We're kind of cross-pollinating on the podcast. There we go. It's, it feels a little... It's a cross-promotional thing. Well, it's legal in New York now. So, uh, our listeners will We go bring in experts when necessary. <laughs> and then we ask Doug. So, thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> so, he does that to me. Good a lot. to be here. Yeah, uh, and then of course, He's podcast producer Rick Brettsign. Oh, take it up with your therapist when you get. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just letting Garrett know. Yeah. step yeah. all over my it's Doug. Doug, I at least Garrett, Doug. Sorry, Mr. Garrett. No worries. It's Mr. Garrett. Did he teach you? I thought it was Garrett's <laughs> games and geekiness. It is. That would be my last name. So. Oh, got it. Okay, right. <laughs> they Why never not? told me your first name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed all that. Did you introduce yourself, Rick? I no. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. He did. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, we got. Are we to, the second half hour yet? Uh, we, that's up to you. It depends on your editing skills. <laughs> uh, if we all sounded like chipmunks for the last f- five seconds, that's why. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got comics news, movie news, and TV news. But uh, Doug Garrett uh, does have places to be tonight. What? Uh, How dare you come into our podcast and pretend you have a life? I'm sorry. You do have a life, and that's what's frustrating yeah. to the rest of us. Yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead. Doug's here to talk about some games. Well, uh, you know, I, this is the week to kind of talk about the games that we play here that Rick uh, comes over and plays occasionally. And uh, 
I have yet to get you guys Ooh, over it's to the play Secret a game Life of Rick. Yes, and and well, a number of them are played here at Elusive Comics. True. Games. Yes, yes. Sometimes I find I, I, there's I get the, the game. Rick part. is seeing other podcasts. He is. Always sorry. My feelings. Sorry. Are you talking about like categories and stuff like that, like taboo? No. We're oh, talking. Okay. Yeah, well, now those are you know are your typical American games. What we are talking about are uh, German strategy games for the most part. So, German, yes, exactly. Or European, or however mm. you want to say. It. The key is Designer that you don't games. just roll dice and move things along, or have to answer questions randomly, which is kind of is the pain of others pe- involved in any of these games. Uh, no, <laughs> okay. You didn't bring Schadenfreude. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, sorry. Oh. sorry, sorry, But the the reason why this week game, more than any other idea. week is a good week to talk about it is that the German Game of the Year was just given out earlier this week and this is a big deal in the it, game it is, world it is actually it's a, big, a very big deal, deal worldwide yes. I, it's, it's German the, Game of the Year the most what is wrong with the American Game of the Year there is no American Game of the Year I was going to say there's, what? Actually, there's the a German Council the, for uh, Games BGG the, yes, the closest is the Board Game Geek Award, the uh, Golden Geeks, which is given out in October. Nice. But, Are you uh, on the judges committee for that? No, actually, anybody who is part of the website can vote okay. on that. Yeah. But uh, the German Game of the Year, we have the nominees, two of which were actually Greater Bay Area residents. You mean the uh, for who designed it? Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. So uh, the three nominees for what was what is called the Spiel des Jahres Game of the Year, and has been become has become the family game of the year is a game called Forbidden Island, which is a cooperative game where you are explorers going out to an island and trying to uh, recover all of the treasure before the island sinks. And it's a because it's a cooperative game, it works really well with family. So, so that it's kind of like by, Lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it, I mean, thematically, definitely a kind of bit. like that. But, but done by Local Boy. Yeah, Local um, Matt Leacock. And who so, did? Who also pandemic. did Pandemic uh, and Roll Through the Ages, uh, his, uh, w- both of which have received other nominations. Um, a game called Asara, which is a German designer, two d- design team, um, Wolfgang Kramer and Michael Kiesling, uh, about tower building, you know, in mm-hmm. this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. But the winner was a, uh, a game called Quirkle, which has actually been out here uh, for, for a about while. four or five uh, years. Because I attended a Pachukacha night, uh, in which uh, the creator of Quirkle did uh, whatever. You change the pronunciation every yeah, you time. Do, right? I do. You change I do. the pronunciation. Thank you. Pachachka. But yeah, that exactly. one was wrong. Bless you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so. And so uh, Susan McKinley Ross won for Quirkle because it has just been published in Germany last year. Oh, so I qualified this year. She is the first woman to win solo in the award, which is very cool in oh. and of itself. But this is a great game because it's kind of Scrabble, but instead of with letters, it works as – Let me reach down and yeah. rig up the box so I can show Lon while yeah. you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's, it's Scrabble, but instead of with letters, it's with shapes and colors. It's and been called – Scrabble for cavemen. Yes, exactly. And what's really nice oh, I've about seen it this game is, before. yeah, there we they go. Sell it at, is uh, this Target, where if you don't, don't solve it within sixty seconds, it That's pops perfection. up? Oh, no. okay. <laughs> so, so, what's really nice about it is that I it thought comes it had nice primary colors and shapes. You could handle it. I was wrong. It's too yeah, complicated. Yeah. It's too many pieces. It's chunky wooden bits. It's very mm. nice. Oh, so well, that was well, my nickname in college. Yeah. Chunky wooden bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so that was the game of the year, Spiel des Jahres. And then they created a new category this year, the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, which in rough translation is the Connoisseur's Game of the Year, ah. which is supposed to be something that is no, not the game of the year more subst- by Kenner. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> exactly. More substantial <laughs> and uh, has a little bit more heft in terms of okay. being just a family game. And the winner of that was Seven Wonders, which is by Anton Bauzau. And so oh, this, I'm a big fan, big fan. Yeah, I, I knew you would be. But this one, it, this game, and a game that won about two years ago called uh, Dominion, are both ha- can definitely find their roots in magic, which I'm sure that uh, people who are magic listening the know. gathering, magic the gathering. Yes, sorry. Is this still called the gathering? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure there is. It is. Well, I think there are different just... new games. No, it's, st- it's, it's like, the, the overall cards all say magic, magic the gathering. gathering. Ah, yeah. Okay. Because I've discovered there are still a huge section of the population. If you say, "Oh yeah, we used to play magic," and they go, "Oh, like, you know, like tricks, like yeah, like, you like know, the cups and the shells." Well, those people aren't cool then. No, but no. then neither of the players of Magic. The I was just going to go there. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm just no, no, good. It was my assist. That <laughs> yeah, was thank good. you. Oh, and we both got. Let's call it two points on the record. We'll say you, sure. Yeah. Nicely done, you two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dominion, which won a couple of years ago, is takes the deck building idea of Magic, which is done before you even start playing, and makes a game of it. Well, you you have to understand that Magic is a base game, and there are a lot of variations on how to play it. Sure. Especially in tournament, deck building is a type of tournament. Right. Which gets around the fact that most Magic games are won by the guy who spent the most money on his cards. Kind of like yes, the Yankees. And so the deck building uses a draft system where everyone gets Kinda cards like out Yankees. of the same pool. Right. That's what I just said. Exactly. And no, I was adding to it. Oh, so okay. that mechanism That's is not working in, in, no, in games where you have a set number of cards that don't typically have expansions, although all the deck-building games are coming out with expansions. Well, but it, but the, it's a common pool which everybody who is playing right. is so nobody purchasing has to cards, cards from, and then you are trying to create the best deck with mm-hmm. combinations and so on. So that's Dominion, which won the Spiel des Jahres a couple of years ago. And then this year, Seven Wonders is a, a drafting game where you get a hand of cards, choose one, and pass your hand of cards to the next player who then chooses one and so on so you kind of know what you're passing and know what may be coming and you have the, the so, hard decision as to what do I keep that makes me do better right. what do I or what do I take that prevents him from doing kind of like the better. first round of hearts but that's all there is isn't to. that like yes. pinochle sure yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the the cards have different um, ways in which they interact or do things. Right, so right. yeah, that's that's what works there. All right. So uh, that's that that was the winner of the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, that this week has been a big week in games for that. But the other game that we wanted to talk about is one that just came out in the last two weeks, which yeah, is you had more games on the floor. Well, Boats. yeah, the, which is the Star Trek Expeditions. Ah, yes. Now this is using the HeroClix model, but in a self-contained game. Uh, nice, and nice double. It's the model and. They are Hillary and they models. actually have models. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, but it's designed by a guy by the name of Reiner Knizia, who is big in gaming circles, and he um, has taken uh, the 
the revamped J.J. Abrams version of Star Trek right. and created a game around um, that. And it is a cooperative game, kind of like what I was talking about with uh, Forbidden Island, which has really started to kind of uh, come to fruition again with uh, we've had about five or six different cooperative titles where either everybody wins or nobody wins. And so that's what's and happening And it can be played solitaire, basically. Yeah. You so play, it can be played one solitaire. player can play the game. So, you know, there are a few people who may need to do that. Yes. <laughs> That's cool that you can play a board game by yourself. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's kind of like a puzzle. And that actually, that's, that's the way exactly it works, it right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, can you solve the puzzle? Can you figure out which direction Work, can to Can you defeat the system? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, when I think when we looked at that, uh, when the press release came out, it still seemed kind of pricey. Is that, did they lower it at all? Does it seem? S- SRP is forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, these games are yeah. imported from Germany. Dude. Well, no, they, no, no. This is not. a domestic release. They're German. The, the games are typically created in Germany, and then a lot of times companies over here get the rights to reprint it. But a Star and, Trek one is still, well, okay, I see what you're saying. There was a German guy designing it. Okay, so yeah. it's still forty nine. That's That's not bad for, how many figures does that come with? Because I think a game like this, for a lot of people, is going to be about the collectability of you have these little it's for one to four players. A little Chris Pine figure. You have, yeah, you have a, a Kirk, a Spock, a Bones, and a Uhuru. Ooh, I want you a little also, Bones. I think you also you have uh, uh, an have Enterprise and a Klingon ship. I th- I there are two ships. I can't remember yeah. which ones they are. So, you know, you have those models and you have a bunch of cards of different decks and then a board where you're, you know, fighting the situation. And it all deals with the whole game is based around the Enterprise going down as a landing crew to this. It's always the same planet, but the situation is somewhat different every time you play. Yeah, mm-hmm. Depending upon how okay. things come out. Well, yeah. interesting. Interesting. So that's the world of gaming. I, I wish I had someone to play with on. Yeah. But you still yeah. had a couple other. Apparently, well, the Germans dinner. will play with you. Yes, but I don't like the way they play. Oh, the, okay. The other game that I that it's I don't move. <laughs> you go now. <laughs> Sorry. I have to comment on this because I was at the Bosfa meeting last night, and. Uh, would pod, you, uh, would you for people that aren't you describe what uh, stands? Yes, I will. Yeah, Bosfa stands look, for look, uh, yeah. Bosfa stands for Bay Area Science Fiction Association. So I've waited five years worth of podcast to do that to you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but Chris Garcia, who is normally I think uh, vice somewhere down the hierarchy from president, was acting president at last night's meeting. Oh so God. Debbie and I decided we had to go just for the show. And Chris reviewed Dixit. Oh, yeah? Almost incoherently. <laughs> and Which is a step up for so it. So I, 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 I had a follow-on. It's, the thing about this, this uh, meeting is it's, it's painfully done to Robert's Rules of Order. Oh, to, it's, the, it's the worst systematic re- well, abuse of Robert's so, Rules of Order So let's describe ever. the game. Right, so Dixit is the last game that I pulled out of the stack that I have. And this is the one that won the Spiel des Jahres last year. Okay. And right. I know why. It's got a card that has a minotaur holding a baby. <laughs> that is the reason. Winner. Yes, exactly. Yes. Winner. And there's a tree woman holding an apple. No, not as so exciting. If no. the the way to describe or the way that I've always described this game is that <laughs> if you know apples to apples, you can play this game in a heartbeat. Because the idea is that everybody's going to get a hand of these cards, and we've been looking at the cards here. They're all these kind of interesting and odd drawings paintings. that and paintings mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and the person who is the uh the head of the ta- I, I don't know the, it's their, it goes around it everyone takes a turn everybody takes a turn where they look at their cards and they create a word phrase or sentence that somehow 
says something about their card that it, it can secret. be descriptive. You don't show them. You the don't card. show it. And then everybody else has to choose a card that they feel in some way matches or connects to that word, phrase, or sentence. And then the cards are placed face down, Nobody, shuffled up, yeah. and then flipped over and assigned a number. And everybody tries to pick the one that is actually the start player's card. Okay. And you get points based on being able to do that. But if your card wasn't the start player's, I mean, if you're if you're not the start player and your card gets picked, if you somebody get a else point picks too. yours, you get a point, right? Okay. Because they mistook yours. No. And so so it works like apples to apples, but with these amazing pictures. And, uh, and because, of course, it won the Spiel des Jahres, a second deck of uh, cards even came out. And a so, third one's on the way. And, and this guy, you said this was uh, this is the Spiel des Jahres would be the family game. So it seems like really good. It's a terrific family it's game. It's a great family game. Can I see the game. Minotaur picture again? Oh, my God. Because I, Dave just pointed out that the Minotaur is wearing, not only is he holding a baby, he's wearing a towel. Well, I do believe cloth. that is possible. And it kind of made, yes. I, like, if I go. were going to do He just the, got out of the shower, man. If I was going to do the, the phrase, word, or whatever, I'd be, look at your man. Now back at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding a baby. <laughs> see, the pre- see, but the idea is you don't want everybody to choose your card. If everyone no, gets no, your just, card, that's what I would just then say. you lose. Interesting. Yes. So can you find Dixit? Uh, the thing is a lot of people listening, yeah. I would assume, would also be looking at Toys R Us or something like that to go get this. Can they, can they find these games? That- well, some of the games certainly can be found at Toys R Us. You can find Quirkle, for example. It's been in Target yes, for a couple of years. Yes, it's been in Target for a couple of years. And, uh, but others like Dixit and Dominion and Seven Wonders, you will be able to find online at places like Amazon or mm-hmm. you can get at more specialty game stores like here or in the Bay Area. Comics and games yes, carries a lot of these. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it, she was just saying that uh, she had Dixit. Yeah. She's getting uh, Seven Wonders on order now. Okay, so that's, that's good. Well, good. Um, and there are places in the Bay Area that have. Well, too, thank so. you, Doug. You bet. Always hey. interesting to have you on and, and share your things. You know, so, Doug. Thanks. Normally, I don't like people who play games, but you're okay with me. <laughs> thanks, Lon. You're welcome. I feel so good. It's a different kind of game. That's his problem. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, I think we need All to right, take a guys. moment for So uh, you're taking fun. off now? Yeah, and next, we'll and have next, a good evening. Yeah, next time you stop by, we'll hope to get that review of Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. Okay. Actually, weren't we going to try to bring Doug back when the Walking Dead game comes out? Ooh, we'll yeah. yeah. More on that. There's actually two Walking okay. Dead games coming All right, out. Then that's one based on the comic, one based on the Then that's one more than I knew. Then so how will we, we know which one to play? That's why we'll bring Doug Garrett back to tell oh, us which okay. one to play. There you go. I'll tell you right now, the Z-Man version, which is based on the comics, is probably going to be the more game-worthy version yeah, just it okay. initially. Hmm. Z-Man is the publisher. That's your yes. sight-unseen review. So we'll exactly. Take there and we will bring you back in post-Meeple Fest, and we'll Sounds good. Okay? All right. All right. Great. Take so care, guys. Doug Garrett from Garrett's Games and Geekiness. You could download his podcast every week. You could find him on iTunes. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Thank you, Game Master. Let's swing you around because we've got Dave Tapia here. Dave, take take quickly before the vacuum the tap in. in. Tap Doug's <laughs> hand. You have to tap in. Tag in. Tag. Tag in. Tag in man. Audible slapped. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay, that's a pretty good slap. That was oh, me. He had to do it on my face. Your power uh, thing is dropping. I don't know if that's going to be an issue later. It'll be okay. Okay, well. That was exciting. Hello. That was. Let's talk. Uh, I never knew the Germans were such so game funny. players. Yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic because in the U.S., a lot of games have to do with war. <laughs> but given their history of war and such, most most German games are not direct conflict with other players at the table. They hmm. play 
like you're trying to get resources out of a pool or get into the so queue these are before happy somebody Germans else. Is what you're it's, saying. it's very there non. Few now. Uh, it's Ooh, it's okay. non-confrontive, and that's why the games are different, and they've had a big effect coming over. But over maybe the US. if they sell a lot of these games and make money, they can use that to bring more wars. So maybe we shouldn't support it. Again, your time. Uh, I didn't do that. Your time in Congress has served you well. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> okay. Michael Bachman. Okay, so let's uh, talk some comics, shall we? Uh, this just sprouted up on uh, on Facebook today. I, I don't know if you guys know, and I say Facebook because there is a survey uh, or, or, or say page, and we're asking to like that uh, a group of fans would like to go to Comic Con and protest uh, DC's relaunch in September of the fifty two number ones. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Uh, yeah, I just think really, does anybody really care that much that they want to do a march? I'm going to pay all this money, you know, drive all that way. I want to know how many of those guys are still living in mom's basement. Oh, Steve, get out of here. Speaking, Speaking of guys the, the living bigger, in mom's basement, is, <clears throat> hey, hey, how's it going? Um, the bigger question would be is how many are be willing to skip out on their favorite panels to do this? So. Oh, I think that plenty. Um, well, the bigger, bigger their panels aren't happening because Marvel isn't bringing their movie panel and DC isn't bringing their movie panel. So who's well, going to be there to listen to them? I'm going to protest that. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Let's I'm going to hold my breath until I get my way. Okay, try that. See how that goes. Huh. It's kind of like that. Did you ever see that Mr. Show sketch where they were protesting everything just to get... Like cool stuff. Yes, that was awesome. I love Mr. Show. Uh, Give us a hot dog. Give us a hot dog. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll see. Isn't that also in PCU. We'll mm, see. We'll see how that remember. works. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Um, there have been a lot of retailer uh, meetings with DC the last week, and more things have come out. Uh, Dan DiDio has guaranteed that there will be no late books from now on. And I'm hearing that actually the promise is that basically every book has to have three issues in the can before the number one. So everything has to be in. So if it's late past number three, they just cancel it. Every, yes. Oh, okay. And he said if it does not, they will cancel it or they will fire the team. Hmm. So, but that doesn't um, mean it won't be late. Uh, that so, would make it really late. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, it just means that we're digging up Vince Coletta yeah. from the grave. And, These uh, are always bold statements that the executives well, will make. Well, it'll be interesting to see. There are people. Yeah. I, I think there are artists. I'm sure his heart's in the right place. I, I think there are, or we'll probably go back to the idea of fill-ins. They'll probably have a lot of uh, inventory, and you'll have a lot of one shots. And the yeah. other, the other thing that I do like uh, that he has said is, at least pr- saying to the retailers that they have told their creative teams, it's no more writing for the trades. That that one oh, of really? the big impetus. Impetuses for this has been no more six issue arcs. That, that if if you have a story that takes one or two issues, just take one or two issues and then go on to the next story, and we'll and they'll collect it as it is appropriate in whatever form it needs to take. Um, but what Jim Lee has been saying at a couple of different retailer meetings is is that comics have kind of lost their snap that because of the and I think part of it is writing for the trade. And you and right. I have talked about yeah. this. Um, that you know, that as they're drawing it out, it just has lost that visceral excitement, and comics aren't doing what nobody else can do anymore, and they're right. competing. And so, like I think, when DC went down to twenty pages, it it actually very, despite the fact that people felt they were they were losing pages, it definitely impacted the storytelling, and everything. I have I have been very satisfied with DC Comics since they held the line to two ninety nine. I think the you know twenty the twenty pages is a better is better, better story. I feel length. like I'm getting a better like yeah. I'm getting a better deal. Um, so you know we'll we'll see, but then we'll see how those. I'm goes. actually of the other mind where 
I'm actually holding off buying single issues and just looking forward now to trades. Right. Because... Well, that's the problem they're trying to combat. Mm. But that's the thing is, like, I'd rather spend the 20 bucks and get a whole story that I can digest at once than, what, two ninety nine. So it's like... $2.99, yeah. I guess it's yeah. about the same price, I guess, but I mean... But they're trying to make it more consistent for retailers so they don't end up over-ordering on this. Because retailers aren't making their money off trades. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, that's where I feel like it's... Leaning, I don't. I mean, but then you don't again, want to. You don't want to lose the single issue as a f- art form. You know, as a as a. Oh no, I don't. As a delivery system. Yeah, I, I agree. Know. I'm just saying because I think they've I, got something. That I mean, there's a, good, there's a good que- question because yeah, before the podcast began, you were sitting down reading Walking Dead, which I I don't think I'm stretching or lying if I say I think it's your favorite book, your favorite comic book right uh, now. It's something now where I'm just keeping up with it. You know what I mean? Okay, um, but I still dig it. It's would really you rather good. have it in the? Uh, in the trade, or would you rather have it in the once? Well, a month? that's how I got addicted to it. Was in the trades. Okay, but it's so pulse pounding. It's like making you right. Do- but once I'm caught up, now it's just okay. you have to read it every week or whatever whenever it comes out. Month. But I will say, when I was gigging into the Green Lantern Corps books, um, I just devoured those trades. But, you know, so I mean, so I preferred to have those little arcs and different little little package stories because mm-hmm. they, when you finished it. It was so much more satisfying when the story, you know what I mean, because you follow this arc, it hit its, you know, it's hit its peak, and then it, you know, it hit its three acts, and right. But you were also good. reading those along after the fact; they'd already finished, sure. they'd already yeah. had their popularity, they'd sure. been collected, and there was a reason they were collected. Right, but I'm saying if they weren't written for the trades, then well, I mean, you're still going to see everything collected in trade paperback. It's just that the arcs are not going to be six issues, a solid six issue. Yeah, no, you no, might no. get one that's like fifteen dollars, and another one that's like both. thirty. Yeah, it depends okay. on. And and I've got the one shot hardcover for you, Legendary Entertainment, um, which you may recognize more as Legendary Pictures, because mm-hmm. they produced the ba- the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, the mm-hmm. Clash mm-hmm. of the Titans. They've been doing it for uh, quite a while. They're getting into publishing comics, and the first thing they're going to publish is Frank Miller's Holy Terror. Uh, so a new Frank Miller thing, which was originally supposed to be a Batman book as a reaction to 9-11. Wow. And it was going to be Batman versus Osama bin Laden. No, but, brother but Frank. But it became very, uh, obviously, too violent for DC. Well, maybe I shouldn't say, I don't know that DC changed it. Frank Miller at least claimed he realized it just wasn't fitting as a Batman story. It was almost And then violent. he made the spirit. Maybe. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it's not even a DC anymore, although... Uh, Legendary has a DC connection in Bob Shrek, who used to work for DC Comics, is now the publisher at Legendary. Wait, so wasn't Bob Shrek the villain in Batman Returns? Oh, no, it was Max Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Right, right, right. So um, is, is it still tied into the Taliban? And uh, I'm not sure. There is, is a character, like a term. The cover image is up on Fanboy Planet. You can, okay. you can check it out. It's a 120-page hardcover, 10 by 13 landscape, like 300, and it'll be twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, on September 14th. Pass. So, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm uh, honestly going to say I'm probably going to pass because uh, I... Do you have $30 to spend on a comic I, book? Not necessarily, but I'm not, I've never really been the, the hardcore slavering Frank Miller fan. Mm. No. I think there are a lot of people out there that absolutely love his work, and then uh, they're welcome to it. And well, I'm not like saying it's I like 300 when it came out in single issues. It's, it's, I haven't read it. I haven't read it. No, oh, see, I, I I have I actually never have read three hundred. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? Going back to the whole single issue thing, yeah, three hundred was pretty good. 
when it was broken up. Right. So. But it's Miller, so you know you get those huge right. single-page panels. As I are, think Rick is more of a Frank Miller fan than I am. Yeah. There, are th- there are works of Frank Miller that I've appreciated, but he's ne- but he's never grabbed me so much that I'm like, yeah, I've got to. His later Sin City stuff was really hit and miss, and yeah, you know, the 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 thing I. I I'll look at the cover, and I, I won't buy that. I won't pre-order that anywhere. I'll I'll check it out on this when okay. it comes out. Yeah, I think he might have peaked at some of the later. Well, Sin City yeah, you stuff. don't know. You have to. Yeah. I'm more of a Hank Mil- uh, Hank Pillar fan. Myself. Yes, of ah, course. Yes. We really have to have a link for that work up somewhere. Um, so crackpotcomics.com. Okay, there we go. Thank you. And or our YouTube page. Oh, YouTube.com slash Crackpot Comics. Or you can watch the whole thing on Fanboy Planet, actually. Do you have the whole thing on Fanboy Planet? I do. I posted it over Christmas for you. Oh, very nice. They're obliquely referring to the movie Crackpot Comics. It's not all that uh, oblique when you say Crackpot (laughs) Comics. You you never really really introduced it. It's true. Uh, Maybe if we left a little mystery, people would investigate. Probably not. No. So, uh, anyway, it looks like uh, more, because you're talking, one of the things that, are, that seems to be a stumbling block to everybody here with Holy Terror is, for 30 bucks, that's, that's for 120 pages, that's hard to cover up. The economy seems to be hitting Wizard World. They're not mm-hmm. answering phone calls, but they've taken two. At last year, they bought up a whole bunch of conventions and announced they're doing a whole bunch of conventions, and now two have been canceled. Well, yeah, but, but let's go over where they are. New England. New England specifically? Yeah, Boston. Boston, yeah, okay. That's, Boston one. That's, that's always been a big one. That's and, a big one, okay. And Central Canada. So there's a couple of Central Grizzly Bears. Central Canada? A couple well, of Grizzly Bears. Not even a city course. name. It's Central it's Canada? Central Canada. That's what they called it, the Central Canada Comic Con. Okay. Well, the Central Canada Wizard World. Okay. So, um, I don't know, Ottawa? Central I don't know. Where, what sense? Oh, my gosh. I'm wo- some woefully American. Canadians my like lack hockey. of knowledge about uh, Canadian geography. Um, they like hockey, but they also like comics. Unless because it's a Toronto comic about, a, com- about hockey. Uh, well, that's not done well here. But, uh, but Toronto has always been a very good place. Uh, they've had a major co- comics convention Don't there. Don't you remember as a kid, you used to look at the cover of the comic, and you go, there's the U.S. price, and there's the Canadian price, and feels just so much better that yours was so much cheaper than the Canadians. Yes. I think you're, yeah. I think it I was, did do but that. it was a lot cheaper then. That was like, you know, 25 cents. I always pitied the Canadians for that. Yeah. Poor oh. Canadians can't get enough comics. Yeah. That's all. They all they have free health care, but psh, expensive comics. comics. <laughs> yeah. I think we put it in a good perspective. I want to focus on a local thing as we have it for another uh, month and a half. This includes uh, Dan Beto from Slave Labor Graphics is actually going to be lecturing at the San Jose Museum of Art on July 9th on mm. how to make comics. They're doing kind of a summer thing because what they have are all the original pages to R. Crumb's Book of Genesis. Oh, wow. Oh, I did see that in the paper. So uh, they've got a great exhibit there, 240 uh, pages of art, and then a center section which has uh, the uh, photographic references, his research. It's all there laid out in cases. And, uh, and if you haven't and looked of, at it, it's not. If and you've the read history of Bible before. comics, which is kind of interesting. There's a, little, there's a little tiny thing on the history of Bible comics. But so. if you've read Art Crumb before and you kind of go, well, he did the bi- – you're expecting something that you're not going to get. It's actually I it's actually, actually I very, went today. Yeah. I, I went to the exhibit and read the book of Genesis just – Panel after panel. Uh, and? and it's beautiful stuff. Yeah. And one thing that really impressed me is how precise – I mean, this is pen and ink. Yeah. And how precise he is right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. It's You cannot see pencil marks. You cannot see – there's a few things where he whited out dialogue and had to rewrite pre, – repen and things in. But he's doing some really tight <laughs> inking directly on. Oh, good good lord. Jeez. Rick just exploded. Um, 
I tried just to, woke me I up. I tried to stifle yeah. that sneeze. And it so uh, that's a really good local thing. Uh, yeah, um, Akram. Who is that? Uh, R. Crumb is was the uh, famous underground comics Mr. artist. Mr. Natural. M- Mr. Natural. Keep on trucking. He is the one who uh, created that. Uh, Fritz the Cat. Um, uh, uh, so talk about the X-rated cartoons. What's the guy? Um, yeah. yeah uh, Mr. Peanut. And uh, then he's done History of Blues Musicians. There's a fantastic yeah. documentary about him and his brothers called Crumb. Yep. Uh, so done in the uh, late 90s. Very fascinating. Under, uh, in, outside of the core comic fandom, uh, underrated. That was, was my that? phone. Oh. Uh, un- underrated, under underappreciated as, a, as an artist, mm-hmm. as, as somebody who does great page composition, does a lot of detailed ink work in their work. Was he friends with Harvey Picar? Yes. He was. Yeah. He did a lot of American okay. Splendor. Yes. I, yes, yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. I got it now. He did do a lot of. Uh, All right, listeners at home, you can stop. Controversially, no, no. Yeah, you're you're not representative of our audience. They they find you funny, but no. I don't. What? No. Uh, so uh, <laughs> anyway, the Book of Genesis was kind of controversial uh, when it was released because he actually illustrated what um, was described. And yep. that found, some people find, find that actually offensive. That went, Wait a minute. Our Bible isn't bad Full like of that. sex and violence. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, and there's a lot of nudity and there's a lot of violence. And, uh, Interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, I, it's Infidelity. Worth, and in, murder. And murder. Yes. A lot. Murder. Of, a lot of murder. Uh, That's what I took from the Bible. So, yeah, yeah there is a lot in there. You told uh, me to kill. What? Nothing. No, oh. <laughs> no, no! Your teddy bear told you that. Oh, okay. The voices are very strong. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, so, um, yeah. Anything else, comments-wise, you guys wanted to bring up this week? I didn't really see anything. I, actually, I saw something over there that, that uh, was worth. Exactly. The, we, the uh, what Seems is Canterbury of- Cricket? Flashpoint Canterbury Cricket. That's got to be the weirdest book on the shelf this this week. The Canterbury Cricket. Did appear in uh, one of the mainstream books. I think, like as a joke, and died was like killed. The character had a very brief. Uh, I think it was in Batman Incorporated. Uh, so Canterbury Cricket appeared, and you kind of led to believe that uh, that character was going to become one of the Batman, and or, or had been part of the League of Batman from before. So clearly, in this new Flashpoint universe, I would like to point out at this point, though. However, that the one Flashpoint book that I am finding. I was telling Lon this the other night when we had our a little evening out. Um, yeah, I made it sound intimate. Uh, we were in San Francisco. And uh, anyway, that uh, the Kid Flash Lost book actually would of – the, of the Flashpoint books so far, I'd say that might be the one that Rick, who is on the psychological experiment of just reading the core book – Kid, so far, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I know. But Kid <laughs> Flash Lost might be the one you'd enjoy. Oh, okay. Uh, because... Oh, there have been a couple of... I mean, I'm looking at the Hal Jordan one there. Going, that looks like it might be interesting. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I've not... Uh, before, or, like Top Gun? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it looks like... You know, I like the character. Also, though, when we were... I'm sorry. Are we done? I didn't yeah, mean to ahead. jump out. Uh, weren't you going to spoil uh, Death, Death of Spider-Man? Of, Death of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. That's right. I was going to do So, uh, what do you... What I'm do not you reading spoil? it, so spoil away. So, Spoiler so, alert. So... We 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 get. I think it was two issues ago. Spider Man um, took a bullet for Captain America in his book. You have As to realize would. the in the Ultimate series they've been they've been uh, doing a, an Avengers uh, Ultimate Avengers versus uh, the Ultimates 
right. crossover. They're, they're two separate teams in ways made that make no, no sense, sense to me. whatsoever. That in which Nick Fury takes the Hulk syndrome, uh, Hulk serum, and you know all kinds of dumb stuff. But in the pages of that, and intermingled with Spider Man, Spider Man flies between the Punisher and uh, and Captain America to intercept the bullet that the Punisher has fired at Cap, not knowing that that the Punisher is only going to take out his kneecaps. Um, so Spidey's got, in his side, he's bleeding out for two issues. He, hmm. webs, he webs the wound closed and then takes on the Sinister Six, takes out five of them before the Goblin is there to pound him. Right. Uh, well, the Ultimate Goblin is a lot more powerful. Yeah, the anyway. Ultimate Goblin's like a Hulk character. He's like a cross between the Hulk and uh, Ghost Rider, you know, with fire powers and stuff. The and it ends pretty much the way you would expect it to end with, with the title "Death of Ultimate Spider." With well, Spider uh, Spidey's going there, and he he finally says, oh, "I I've I'm I'm coming up, Uncle Ben, almost almost to that to the you know <laughs> this is I've I've did it I did I I've made up for not saving Uncle Ben." Did he say, "I regret that I have yet one life to he give"? He does. He does kind of oh. croak mid nice. mid phrase, but um. So he's there with uh, Aunt May and uh, Gwen and Mary Jane, and it's it's like Jay the death of, death of Superman, right? And actually, he and Jay Jonah had actually come to come to an understanding, and because the Ultimate Universe has like they've had a major disaster with an actual repercussion. Like, yeah, no one's forgotten about that. There's still like huge and Jonah, sections of the population Jonah got killed. Watch Spider-Man risking his life to save people during that thing, and he he had an epiphany and. The book just ends. It just ends with um, sometimes it, that what, that's what happens when no, people die. It ends with him dying, and then you look over at the battered um, Norman Osborn, who's now reverted back to human face, and they it's like a five panel dissolve to Osborn smiling, and that's the way they chose to end 160 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I just it's I have absolutely lost all respect for Bendis. I think this was this was a rotten for what you should have done with this story. This was a rotten set of crossovers, and um, I, wow. I, I'm just I'm just really disappointed. Huh. Are you going to be protesting you, at Comic Con too? Rick? I'm going to yeah. be I'm gonna one be, man protest. Yes, I would be protesting by not attending anything Michael Bendis is at. Or would you have liked it more if it dissolved and Norman Osborn had a tear coming down his face? I didn't want to see Norman Osborn. It would oh, be okay. fine if they just ended on the panel. But there's a relaunch. I mean, there's going to be a new Spider-Man. Actually, I, Spider-Man. I take that back. It would not have been fine if they just ended with Spider-Man dying because the whole lead up to it was just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, interesting. So, you know, of course. We, Rick we, is angry. We mentioned last week that actually uh, that they leaked it uh, the day before and that those panels, well, they, they, they didn't leak Norman Osborn smiling. No. But they leaked that panel of spider-man saying i'm coming uncle ben i'm coming yeah um, easy and um so wait spider-man was red fox this yeah, whole exactly. time this whole time exactly. oh okay uh no he's gonna be donald glover now that's the rumors the new ultimate spider-man will be donald Black? glover yes donald glover uh so uh, is that a joke or no it? i mean that's really rumored that it won't be donald glover but it's oh. gonna be a, bla- uh, a black character that i don't know i haven't reading ultimate spider-man so well it's kind of funny too because know. in the in the avengers thing yeah. they had a japanese or an, an a Chinese Spider-Man 
in the Spider-Man costume. It was somebody they'd been given that had artificially been given. The whole Ultimates universe has really gotten strange with the the giant men, like armies yeah. of giant men, because that serum can apparently be given to anyone. And yes. I, they had a whole squad of guys that had gotten the Hulk serum, and none of them had uh, Banner's psychotic tendencies, including Nick Fury, who had gotten a gut hench. They looked the previous issue. It looked like Nick Fury had died from a head. A gun to the head, and he didn't die because he had taken the Hulk serum right before that. Oh, Hulk serum has a healing factor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, Joe Casada said the reason that they leak a day in advance is because they're trying to catch the people that don't read the comics, that think it's going to be a big deal, and they come in, and so if they do it the day of, those people will come into the comic book store after work. Right. And it'll already be sold out. Right. So this is a chance to actually catch That's a way that you can get people in to buy the comics that the regular fans are now going to miss. Well, and the question I have, and and I think, what does that say about our culture? Which, you know, because we've complained about this. It's such a hustle, though. With trailers as well. Movie trailers give away the ending all the time, or the whole plot of films time and time again. And that's where our culture has become. It's like we tell everybody the whole story, and, and people still buy it. I don't understand that. Yeah. But anyway. But we'll get to Transformers later. Right now we're going to get to Transformers, That's buddy. Why I to My God. Trailer. Okay, good move for you. Although, actually, I don't, think the tra- I don't think the Captain America trailer gives away that much, and I'm very pleased with that. It just gets me excited. But let's talk about Transformers, because yes. that was our night out. Lon and Derek in the city. We'll be quiet. Transformers in hey, the city. I see it. I'm actually excited. And I'm going to say this. Can I say it up top? Yeah. I think that, and I put it in the review, this will be one time I'm actually going to tell people, go ahead and pay the extra money and see it in IMAX 3D. got to wow. see it in IMAX 3D. Really? Or at least faux IMAX 3D. You mean the I. We saw, we saw the smaller IMAX screen, you know, the but but the actually, Fomax or whatever. But the, whatever you want to call it, the Fomax, the, those are, I, they still are a step above the average film. Was yeah. this in an AMC then? We saw it at the Metreon. Okay. So. so AMC. It's That's the big IMAX. Oh, it is AMC now. Yeah. It has been AMC for several years. They've just not bothered changing the sign outside. Okay. No money. Yeah. So it's got the actual official IMAX branding. It does indeed. So, um, anyway, so now let's get into it. We um, Spoiler free, though. Yeah, no. I, I, I put this in my non-review. These robots change into vehicles? Okay. Um, oh. oh, spoiler. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Way to ruin it. No. Oh, um sorry. No, 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 no. So I uh, the after the credits. The no. first movie, I yeah, whatever. The second movie that everybody hated, I actually dug the action in it because here's the whole thing. The only reason I go to these movies is to see giant robots Fight. fighting and blowing stuff up. So all the like stuff with Shia LaBeouf and his parents and Megan Fox and John Turturro and any other human stuff, I hate. I absolutely hate. When there's Anthony Anderson acting all silly that and all the other stuff. Was he so, in the second one? He was in the first one. Okay, right. I don't, I've totally blanked on okay, that. Okay, but any time they just go off and it's just robots shooting and fighting. About, you know what? That's what I, I had dug. a problem with in the second one is that the, all the robots look the same, so you couldn't really uh, tell. Uh, 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 get there. Uh, uh, they had those two that... Uh, no. The, no, no, no. I'm not, not talking about the, the characters. So here's where I'm going with that. Where this oh film succeeds, in my opinion, is that they, it's almost like Michael Bay was listening to everyone, and he took down, the, he still uh, included... I've read several interviews with him. Yes, he did. So he, he, he still has the slapstick and the silly, stupid stuff, 
but it's way toned down. It's way pulled back. It's only it's brief. It's less. I mean, the parents are maybe only in the film. I for, was so grateful for that. Yeah, just once the small, parents show up, yeah. I was like, oh please, no. and they're just in a tiny little role. They get squashed. Um, they get no, squashed. No, no. no? I'm not, I said no spoilers. No spoilers. No. Um, but and then so, but what happened is so then. You start to notice in the film that all the Decepticons are drab and gray, and all the Autobots are very brightly colored, different, you know, reds and greens. Which they, and they were in the previous. I mean... Not it, as I think much, though. When they no, transformed, it was really hard to tell. Yeah, because you just saw a bunch of metal creatures Gears. fighting each other. I think right. the other thing is they were cl- that he was doing tighter shots. On the well, I mean, robots in the first again, and second, I mean, and he oh, yeah. pulls back a lot and and shows no, you. And I, I, you I have the red Ferrari, the bright red Ferrari, keep pulling into scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got yellow Bumblebee. You had like yeah. a green other like cruiser or whatever. I mean, it was like red, yellow, green. Optimus Prime is red and blue. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Starscream, Soundwave, they're all silver. Megatron, but they all had different uh, heads. So I actually could sure, tell some sure. of the Decepticons apart better uh, right. in this film than okay. I ever could. And okay. Megatron wore a cloak, but yes, he did. It was yeah. actually kind of a cool but silly effect. And yeah, yeah. But Shockwave's uh, there with the one eye, right? Yes. Shockwave. Yes, Shockwave was there. Oh, I keep I keep saying Soundwave. Is that somebody different? No, or there's a cassette player. There's Shockwave, Shockwave and Soundwave. The gun. Yep. Oh, okay. Shockwave had the he big the red eye in the middle in, of his uh, In charge face. of that remote base in the cartoons. Okay. 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 Yes, Shockwave is there. So I will also say, like and, and here's my my take on it, which you know, me and Derek kind of disagree or whatever, but like. Uh, I honestly think it's Michael Bay's magnum opus. That's that's my no. That's I don't my disagree quote. with you that it's his magnum it's, opus. I just think that's not the praise that. But um, here's the it thing: is, in film criticism. But for my for <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Say that again. I just don't think in, film, in terms of film criticism that that's high praise. Like Uwe Boll is going to someday create his magnum opus. It's still not going to be a watchable film. Exactly. But at least Michael Bay's is watchable. Yeah, I had a good time. I just time. think though that it's it's his so it's, like, it's his oh, best work yet though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, no. No. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just think that here's the thing: is when you go to a a Michael, when you when the, when the name of Michael Bay film is on the poster, explosions. You're not expecting the King's speech. You know what I'm saying? No. Like I am expecting. Ooh, a that'd speech. be cool, though. No, yeah, yeah. you're a little <laughs> speech. <laughs> speech. Transformers with a little speech. He's gonna make the sequel next. You're expecting beautifully shot scenes, it's crazy action. You know, well, just I, and after we walked, after we left and went our separate ways on Monday night, I mm-hmm. was thinking about it and realized. That, however, as much as sometimes Michael Bay's work leaves me cold, I have to give him credit for certain things. He certainly has passion, mm-hmm. absolutely, and he does have a point of view. I felt very strongly in this film that um, he's got kind of uh, this is all American. He's uh, I know he's very pro military, mm-hmm. and that comes through very strongly. Um, and he, I don't know if he really sees things this way, but he does make it a very strong black and white. There's good and there is evil and there is right and there is wrong. And the people that are trying to play both sides, they're gonna be they're gonna be punished. Like I do feel like there's actual and strangely in something so big and loud and seemingly impersonal, there is something personal. Mm. It's not particularly deep, but it's there and I've got to give him credit for that. I, that I, I, I get that Michael Bay has a point of view. And I would say too that And this, I appreciate that he has this a point probably of view. had the most developed and coherent storyline out of the three. Oh, absolutely. Because... I followed it far more easily. Right. And it, and it really, the lore they kind of start off with in the beginning, and I don't want to, like, blow it or anything, but 
really, at first you're kind of like, guys, is this kind of fluff or whatever? But it really adds to the overall. And you didn't need to see one one or two. No. You really did not need to see either film. And in fact, if you haven't seen them, I recommend don't. Just go see this one. But, But to the final thing or the best thing about this whole movie is basically it all leads up to the last 45 minutes, hour, third act. I've, I've heard it. I've seen it both has 45 minutes and an hour. Well, I, I, I'm I, just, I don't yeah. know what it an actually is. No, no. I've seen it said that it's, it is, I've seen two different reviews say it was 45 minutes and one said it was an hour. I mean, it felt like the an Battle hour. Battle of Chicago. Oh. Pretty much. And it's insane. It's, in, it's so that's amazing. that's the money right there. Yeah. The last hour, the third act is just... It's crazy. It's there was no human factor. Every time that the camera stopped to pan slow motion on any of the human characters, and you have to give me this, you laughed derisively. <laughs> oh, there's a those. lot of like. But when it goes to action, it is amazing. Yeah, there are a lot of scenes where you really feel like it's Michael Bay patting himself on the back. But you you can forgive that when you include all the stuff. And here's the one thing I was trying to compare it to is like. When uh, checked out, did you ever finally see Battle Los Angeles or no? I did not see Battle. So Los Bat- Angeles. Battle Los Angeles tried to bring this invasion from aliens from outer space, taking over a giant city and making it, you know, this just you know this horrible, you know, crazy uh, dynamic thing, and it didn't work. In this movie, you really felt like the despair. You really felt the. I would go with that. You know I, what I, I mean? Like, this is this is crazy. All this stuff is happening. And it was so believable, so realistic. But And, and the thing I want to compliment Michael Bay on is that the scale and the scope of what he set out to do with his picture, he didn't cut any corners or costs. No. Oh. And it's amazing. And I know amazing. this is heretical of me to say this. I did not see Avatar. So I realized that people – I mean, I saw Avatar, but I did not see it in 3D. So I know uh-huh. that people talk about that as being – the best 3D film. So I will let that stand there as that is the best 3D film. But this is the best 3D film I have seen as far as use of 3D. Yeah, the 3D is well, amazing. What 3D this. films have you seen? I mean, what are you comparing it to? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, yeah. So Cloudy and the I've Chance seen, of Meatballs? I've seen plenty, Dave. I mean, Just because I didn't say I'm Avatar means I didn't see well, any. I... I, I, I uh, Green Lantern, I've Pirates, seen Avatar. Titans. Yes, I've seen. Yeah, I've, I've seen think, Avatar. I think he and established. I think he established what he's trying to say, Dave. You don't have to cha- challenge so him. What on. I'm actually saying is, I just saw Green Lantern in 3D, and I thought that was actually really well done. I did think it was really well done, and if so you paid attention, a, I said so it's a cut above. This wow. this kills it's very, it's Green very Lantern. Right, it doesn't have any of the dimming that uh, that yeah. I've, I've seen in, in oh, other 3D films. Good. It's. And this is why I, I compliment Michael Bay again. And and here's the thing: it pains me to compliment Michael Bay, but I'm going to do it. Um. All the stuff that you see on screen had to be directed by somebody. And what's happening is that you're going to watch this and movie. And that's his second unit director. And but you're still, gonna, but yeah. you're going to be so immersed in this film mm-hmm. that you're not going to realize that when stuff blows up and there's debris flying by your face or whatever, you know what I mean? All that's digitally yeah. put in there and everything else. All the stuff that's going on, all the camera, all the swinging around. Yeah. However, I mean, if you remember... Uh, a year and a couple of months, uh, maybe just about the time of last year, I was in Chicago. Yes. And I was on, on one of the streets where they were shooting. Yes. Right. And it was several blocks long worth of devastation that went up the first story of and that you see whole that street. Film. And it's kind of and nice was, to actually... It, was, it had an effect just looking at it. It's it was nice to hear that that's not digital, that that was really something they did. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the great thing. It's, he merged a lot of practical with yeah. the digital... And it's just. And I would say the smartest thing, as far as for those of us who like actual human beings in our movies, is that even though I don't think he's a good actor's director, 
that he loaded his cameos down with great character actors who could just run with it. Mm, yeah. And so those moments, even if they're silly, like, uh, you know, Ken Jeong is in it and he's hilarious. So, you know, it's great stuff. So we move on. Oh, uh, one more thing, though. Okay, one more thing. Rosie, what's Huntington Whitley Lee, or whatever? I believe that's her name. Uh, a lot of lot of hype was made about Megan Fox not coming back or whatever. Right. What was your take on her? Um, I don't think Megan Fox was great. Uh, I think Rosie Huntington Whitley could uh, they smeared peanut butter on her mouth. She was able to speak <laughs> and uh, she moved her lips. Uh, she didn't need because the, because the truth of the matter is and and if and if Shia LaBeouf is right, this is why Megan Fox didn't like being in the Transformers films is is that she's just another car. She's another, mm. you know, there, she doesn't need to be anything. Yeah. She's golden. She's butterscotch yeah, but caramel. And she has had, a British accent. This now, chick had an arc, though. You know what she, I mean? No, she did not have an arc. She went from, I even though I have two little robots in my apartment that I'm paying for, I don't, I, it's patronizing when she says, I believe you, you saved the world, even though there are two sentient robots that live with us. Uh, and then when they, she actually meets the Transformer, the big Autobot, she's like, oh, I get it now. And then at Wait, the did end, she actually meet the other robots? Yes. Oh, I thought they were hiding Come in the on, backyard. Spoiler yeah. alert. Oh, uh, so uh, anyway, it's just, it, it's just kind of silly. You know, right. I, 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 she I served actually, the purpose she needed to serve. I just think that she did a better job than what everybody would give her credit for. For being a model who's not really known for her acting, no, <laughs> she was not. She terrible. is now, however, known for her breathing. So, uh, there we and go. her perspiring nicely. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, when you introduce, I her thought body, she did way better than Megan Fox. Well, uh, and that's fine. I thought that the movie was unnecessarily mean to Megan Fox. Like they did, they just kept saying she was awful, she was mean, she was terrible <laughs> in the script. And it's just like, wow. come on, okay. Anyway, did you hear that thing that came out that Shia LaBeouf actually. Confirmed that he uh, hooked up with her. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. But Shia LaBeouf's being a jerk, and it's all right. Um, Even Harrison Ford's mad at him now. Yeah, well, that's misquoted too. But anyway, um, so let's get to uh, some things coming up as far as uh, Hugh Jackman has mentioned that after, and this is just for for Rick and myself, after The Wolverine, he apparently is going to be filming Les Mis. But to me, it's just for you, Rick and yourself. <laughs> I've seen Les Mis in theater like five times. Okay, I just, okay, dude. I knew that he was. Did you see it in three D? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I could take the uh, Liam Neeson movie and com- post convert it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fair enough. Hugh Jackman's going to be in a play movie. He's been in a number of yes. musicals. Wait a minute. Wolverine. He's going to play Jean Valjean. Sings and dances. Uh, that's that's cool. You. Yes. Well, who uh, else would you have him play? Well, he could be a good Chavert. Don't do uh, it, Wolverine. No, no he's going to. No, he's. Uh, yeah. This- He's not Speaking of macho sweating people, uh, Zack Snyder is, is wrote the screenplay but will not direct Xerxes, the sequel to 300. Mm. Okay. Yeah, wasn't so that supposed to come out like four years ago or something? Other things have gone. Well, I think you had to wait till um, Frank Miller Sucker was done. Bombed. Till oh. Frank Miller was done with his official sequel. Oh yeah, wasn't that? Yeah, well, isn't that supposed to come out in comic? Yeah, yeah. First? I think you kind of have to let that happen first. That's disrespect. Uh, Dark Horse announced last week that. Um, the Beast of Burden has been picked up uh, uh, as uh, a movie. Uh, the one about the uh, beasts, that, the animals that are the supernatural protectors yeah. of the town of Burden, uh, is going to be an animated film directed by Andrew Adamson, who directed That's the first Narnia film and the first Shrek movie. Is that kind of like the what's that? Not uh, Animal Farm. No, the not is it an Aesop fable or the? Musicians of uh, uh, the Bremen Town musicians. Bremen Town musicians. Is that similar? No. Or? Oh. 
No. Didn't they protect a town or? No, they save one old lady because they think they're good singers and they scare. Uh, oh, I thought they like stopped a robbery. Or yes, something. they oh, scare okay. the robbers off. Oh, okay. Uh, you know. But Similar. Uh, no, Bisa Burden is about a town that is a supernatural, like kind of a hellmouth kind of thing, like from Buffy. And the instead of the humans being involved in the protection, it is the pets, the local dogs and cats who have been sworn in to be the. So it's like cats protectors. and dogs. Uh, yes, but a okay. lot better than that. Oh, uh, okay. So they have a puss in boots. So that's getting a solo film. Uh, so excited to see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm, basically it's Shrek without Mike Myers. But it's all about. I find Antonio that exciting. Bandera. It's oh, all about okay. Antonio Banderas. I'm very excited. He's uh, like, I can still cash a paycheck. So, uh, despite the fact that Green Lantern, as we were just talking about, which had decent 3D, uh, but it, despite the fact that it did not do nearly as well as they'd hoped, it seems like Warner Brothers is still going to move forward with the Green Lantern 2. I think that's a great idea. And tell us why, Lon. I'm going to let you expand upon that. I just that. think that they didn't give it enough. I mean, just because a movie, you know, nowadays we live in this, you know, realm of, oh, it didn't have a great opening weekend. It's a flop. But, I mean, we've also seen other movies have that second life on DVD or, mm-hmm. you know, on cable or whatever. And it's like, I think the movie had a lot of potential to reach a lot of people. Yeah. And I think it just... It you know it goes without saying that a sequel is you know would definitely work if they can get all the people back. I mean, the first movie was a great. Here, think of it this way: Green Lantern was succeeds the way like the first X Men succeeds. You know what I mean? First X Men wasn't really a perfect movie, but it got it off its feet. And, established you know what I mean? the universe, established and you know what I mean. Kind of and rules. so that that's what set up X Two, which was far superior and far better. But it, because you had that first film to you know, kind of work or build on, you know what I mean? So I think it has potential to, you know, if they do it right, you could have a really good Green Lantern And too. now uh, Rick had a complaint about it, which was that by the end, by the end of Green Lantern 1, we were talking about if... Oh, say, oh, oh. So the so, second film would be dedicated to perhaps to a fall of Sinestro. Yeah, but we've got that whole thing with him putting on the ring at the end. Aha! Lon can solve that. Go, Lon. What? Okay. I can solve... Oh. Well, they solve that by basically just saying that that clip happens in the future. So when you do the sequel... No, it happened you, in my past. It happened in your past, that's true, but a lot of but things But in Sinestro's did. future. Okay. You are a quantum physics traveler. So you, bring, you start the second one where Sinestro's all cool again, and you build this arc where him and Hal Jordan, whatever, come to the differences of opinions. He remembers that there's the... Handy little yellow ring hanging I can, around. I can see how you're retconning it, but that's the, if they're doing if they're doing that without saying years in the future or something to say this isn't just right after because all the all the post credit scenes happen right after. That's the whole but thing. But it doesn't it's mean like, it has happens, to be. This is right after whatever you just saw. Yeah, but that scene, that happens. clip, and that scene you saw, there's no, there's no other context. No, uh, uh, and I agree to that, say that, that it could be anything. That clip was put in there purely for sensational but value. Have we ever figured out that out of the people that go see these films, you know, and the people that obviously leave before these extra scenes come As on, so many do. Do they? Which they do because I know yeah. I watched the theater empty out, and then I was like only like five people and left to watch that extra scene. Do they even care? No. I mean, will they even know? They don't. They you give the them sequel? a good story. You give them good action. Yeah. They're going to really like it. For the people like us that sit there and watch. So you're well, saying they're only caring about disappointing the people who really care about the property and the characters. Well, because they're they trying to give make more. Sh- they're trying to expand yes. this this, this <laughs> property, make it uh, more available to the mass. 
you know, market. And that's why they put that scene in at the end? No. No, they, they put that, that scene in for the nerds. For the nerds. Yeah. What I'm saying is that yeah. that what your fear I know what you're saying, but I don't agree. Doesn't, really, doesn't really apply to the the general audience that are going to go see a sequel to Green Lantern. I would I would agree with that. I think that I yeah. think it's true. There are a lot of people that walked out. They didn't see that that little tag. Um, and, and that the, wasn't even that far into the credits either. That no, really, it's halfway you know, through. Uh, as opposed to Marvel, got which fifteen minutes of end. animation <laughs> credits to yeah, go after. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, and, and and I'm not saying because I, I would take the side that, that thank God for us um, that we we do have a little more standard we want. But I, I would agree that there, that there is uh, the masses aren't going to care that much. I don't disagree that they will retcon what they did at the end of that movie to. It'll just whatever hurt they you. want to do. It's, it's just they didn't. As long as they don't make Matthew McConaughey, Hal Jordan. Give me something in context with the movie. You know, don't just do this kind of. Uh, like, you could really say that about the whole movie, though. I mean, yeah, I think let's just you, accept it as it is and, and move and on. Move on to a better story. No, because yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like Transformers just proved to me that you can take something and you don't and and figure out. Okay, third time's the charm. Although, granted, the first two made a crap ton of money. But the third one is the one that it's like, yeah, that one I might actually watch again, and I think I watched the se- I think I watched the first one a second time, but I don't think. Uh, well, I know I've never so, gone back to one. Quick question on watch. before you move away from. Do they set it up for a potential fourth Transformers? Um, uh, no, not really. That's a definitive no. I, 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 Michael Bay. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. No, but I think. But I don't think it'll be with Michael Bay. Michael Bay, and you can't do a Transformers without Michael Bay. I, I would say the franchise is done. Okay. How about G.I. Joe? Uh, you're really trying to hurt me now, aren't you? I am. Okay. Because it's not done. Speaking it's moving about, forward. Tell us. Well, you had a good transition. I was going to tap in, but I didn't know you were going to do G.I. Joe back. next. But, um, yeah. Well, from what I've read, well, let's, I guess, announce the news. They are planning a G.I. Joe 2. Which we've they, talked about, I think, before. And they've announced they had two major casting additions this week and the biggest one well actually let's, let's save the biggest one they they cast the rizza from the wu-tang clan who has acted in wolverine uh, was no, it, no that was will no, i am that was will i am what, was, what has <laughs> the rizza been in i know uh, the only thing something. i know is like coffee and cigarettes wasn't he something he was in something with jet lee uh i'm pretty sure one of those some sort of uh romeo uh, must die no no he wasn't in uh, uh, no no that was, those are the other guys Kick me in the head. No, oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, no, no, but anyways. So no, no, I know what you. I, I know what you. But then listen to this casting though. Rizza Proof has, again that we don't use the internet to vet any no, sources no. here. Rizza has been. Other podcasts can do research. Other well, he, might have we a laptop here. Yeah, well, the Rizza did. He was the music supervisor on Kill Bill. That's what I'm thinking. But of, I don't okay. know if he acted. No, I think you're right. I think he just did. did but uh, he is going Case to be closed. playing. What do they call? He's going to be playing the. Hard master or something like that? He's going to be like some karate master. Well, because he's really into kung fu. Sure, but do we really need more karate in our G.I. Joe movies? So is this a new character they created for I think, or maybe they're just having him... But an established the, uh, character. Not the kung fu. Yeah, but here's the cast. controversy. Okay, tell, because I don't understand the controversy. I really don't. The big name that they got... Sure. ...is... Prince. Rock the Dwayne Johnson has been cast as... G.I. Joe favorite character, Roadblock. I can see it. I but Lon is upset by this, and I don't. Under, but I don't have the familiarity, so I'm not trying to mock you. Well, here's the thing. Here's my, my complaint with what <laughs> what I think. Roadblock is more of a supporting ancillary character. 
he's still the heart of the team or whatever, but he's, he's more of like that, you know, he's like the third or fourth member of the team, whereas The Rock is a leading man. Should be cast as a uh, more. I think there's no uh, question the he could play. No, I think the yeah. question. I think honestly, Channing Tatum remains as Duke. That's all. Well, from what I heard too, though, Channing Tatum is only acting as an anchor to the to tie the two films together. But they're going to focus on Flint. Well, yeah, I've heard that they're, that he's the only returning cast member. Oh, yeah, but oh, I no, mean, Ray for Park how long? Is. Oh no, no, not Ray Park. The guy who plays uh, Storm Shadow is. Well, they haven't even okay, got Ray that. Park as Snake Eyes. Uh, whoever I can't remember I his name. Okay. But I've also heard too That's that this could potentially like a Transformers three be almost like a silent reboot. You know what I mean? Like in a uh, they'd have to. Kind of. Because yeah. really, that first one was so bad. Yeah, but yeah. I think Channing Tatum is one of the reasons why it was so bad. I wish yeah, they can get rid exactly. of it. Uh, I think the script was probably it. The directing. directing. I think there a was a lot of reasons. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Facts. Yeah. Uh yeah. Right. The, the power producers' uh, idiocy. Yeah. Um, I watched that on cable, and I resented the amount of time they wasted. Of- yeah, it was terrible. But, anyways, Roadblock to me. I mean, to any Joe fan. I mean, even I remember at the Comic Con panel when they when these these lame brain producers were talking about how much they love the franchise, and now they're big fans and everything. And one of the fans was like, you know, he even you know when it was question time, he wrote, he's like, why did you go with Heavy Duty and not Roadblock? You know, and the guy was just all, oh, because we, uh, you know, we wanted to try different characters for different. Ma-. You could tell he didn't, he had no clue. He was like, you know, he yeah. just thought, oh, big black guy with a machine gun, let's use him. You know, no, what they I mean? say that stuff in Hollywood. They never expect anyone to challenge. Right. Them on well, it. that's yeah. why Comic Con is great. But um, <laughs> that's why nobody's going to Comic. No studios are going to Comic Con right. anymore. They keep on calling us out on. <laughs> they stuff know that we our say. stuff. Now, yeah. here's the thing, though. A lot of people are going to say, well, The Rock's half black, so it works. Oh. But it's like, dude, I'm sorry. The best, the person they should have got, and if they're listening right now, they should scrap it and give The Rock some other role. They should have got Cruz? Terry Crews. Terry Crews would have been the best roadblock, and it would have made I, everybody I happy. Say, I wish that Terry Crews was a bigger name, because Terry Crews... He was just, just in The Expendables. Right, but yeah, he didn't have that much of a big role. Yeah, but he, doesn't matter, though. Roadblock awesome. isn't a no, star No, I agree with you. He, I, Terry Crews is, is becoming like... Well, and here's I would have I would said this. And it's I've like actually, Woody Harrelson. Terry Crews shows up in a movie, I will watch... And be and, and I will find it interesting. This is I actually Until said this on the, the podcast yeah. a long time ago. I actually said this before. They should have made the Rock Flint because he's a leading man, strong leader type character. Make Terry Crews Roadblock, and then you can give them all Snake Eyes and all the other guys, and you you have a badass movie right there. But no, they blew it. Who's Flint? they're going to blow it again? I don't think they. His name's like DJ something or other. It's some Qualls? new up and coming now. DJ Qualls, Qualls. not awesome. DJ Qualls. I'm for sure seeing it now. Wait, are I they, think Evans Dave got that one. Okay, good. Are they bringing, <laughs> it's called the GI Joe Road Trip. But they haven't. They haven't mentioned. That's good. They haven't mentioned if what's his name Gordon Levitt's coming back no, or Eccleston's coming back. Oh, so, I forgot Christopher Eccleston was in that. Yeah. That so hurt. maybe they can get G.J. Qualls to play Cobra Commander. Oh, that uh, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but then when you start replacing people like that, it, it goes into like direct-to-video territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish it would. I oh. just I, Here's the one thing I will say, though. I like The Rock. I like G.I. Joe. I probably will not pay to see that this movie. This is not the peanut... Oh, first of all, no. Yeah. You know why I think you're full of crap there? Why? Because you made me pay for Epic Movie. <laughs> no, we did? Yes. Oh, well. 
So don't you tell me there's any movie when you're employed well, I'm just gonna that say, you won't pay for. I'm just going to say, <laughs> if we can get a press screening of it, I will watch it. That's right, because we couldn't on the previous one. They knew. Yeah, they were like, not have a press yeah, screening. Not so giving we'll see if chance. two does. All right. How about that Captain America trailer? Speaking of one, we're probably going to have to miss the press screening because we're all, we'll be on our way to San Diego. You sure won't have it a week before? I'm, damn it. Best part of that trailer is the last second where he catches the shield. He catches or throws it? He catches it. I don't remember. He reaches up and, and grabs uh, it. Oh, there, there's a new trailer. There's a whole brand new one that came oh, out today that I haven't seen. No, oh, today? I, I think so, or yesterday. Oh, brand new one today? There's no, there's one that came left. out like Monday. Okay, no, I didn't see Mondays. I didn't, so okay. That's that's all right. Well, this week there's but a brand new But I'm very excited for Captain America regardless, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now we may have to change our plans, and we go to the screening. And then we drive to San Diego. We stay up all night. When's the screening? Wait, when's the screening? The the likely to be the Tuesday of the week of Comic Con. So or we could just go pay and see it while we're in San Diego. We could, but then it wouldn't be a free movie, <laughs> would it, Ron? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't want to like drive into a tree while I'm falling asleep. But, I'm not saying that but, wouldn't uh, happen, but it'd be worth it. I just want to say this much though: <laughs> you'd have seen Captain America before Comic Con. I haven't even seen the whole movie. And I will I will go on record in saying that I maybe wasn't Jones about Chris Evans when I first heard about the casting. But now you are. I'm totally convinced now. Because you realize he's a, he's a good actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and granted, we don't give him a lot of credit because he's always in these quirky little fun roles or whatever. But like, but the, uh, the what is Dave doing? He's checking his voicemail. Oh, okay. Um, but like... The depth he shows in just the few little minutes coming from playing like this little 90-pound weakling or whatever and then transforming into what I think is Steve Rogers. And maybe that has a lot to do with directing too, but... It's it looks amazing and I cannot wait. So I I'm I'm down there. I mean a lot's it's gonna take a lot to top Transformers, but I think Captain America is gonna be satisfying. So what do you guys think more than uh, Thor or less than Thor I think more trailers already better than Thor. It's the top I'm not talking about like what you guys personally think the film is. Oh money wise. -wise. I think it's gonna go big. Yeah, it's gonna go big. I think people right now right now people are looking for I mean because I think again that's the canny thing to go back to this is our Transformers theme week here. The canny thing about Transformers Dark of the Moon is it's very patriotic. At a time when our, the, at least the American audience wants a very patriotic film, and then you're going to get this cut and dried Captain yeah. America. That even says it in, in the World trailer. War II. Heroes are made Wait. in America. Yeah, and this is. I mean, I think it's just going to. And the fact that it looks like it's actually high quality. I love Joe Johnson's work when he's when he's on his game. I know he's done a couple of mm-hmm. lame films, uh, but. Uh, it's got know. Nazis. It's got Hydra. It's got everything it's got, that makes me excited oh, about movie know, it going. Sucks. They missed the timing. They should have released it on Fourth of July weekend. Well, they couldn't compete with Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. That was it. You know, they can't kill because both of the, is Transformers Paramount. Transformers Paramount. So mm. Captain America was technically at the time was also Paramount. So they owed. You know, there was a contractual thing. They couldn't go up against each other. Uh. Although I think Captain America now is going to be a Disney release. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so let's go to t- something that you've been waiting for and returned, and I'm going to have to just la 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 because I have not had a chance to watch it. True Blood returned. I've seen the first two episodes. I've not watched the whole thing. I've watched the beginning of it. Okay, I have put off 
seeing the second episode. I've got it on DVR. I'm waiting. You know, because here's my thing with that. DVR. I mean, second episode's only available on. No, HBO. no, no. I've got the first episode on DVR. I haven't watched the yeah. first episode. Dave. No, but that's kind of HBO's new way of promoting. HBO their Go. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my whole thing is, if I watch it already, what am I going to do Sunday night? I, re- I reserve time Sunday night to go watch the True Blood. I know, but it c- so the it's like changing. I know, but I'm, I, I appreciate that they're putting it up. Yeah. But I like because th- they did it with Game of Th- Game of Thrones, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see it because they I did get- that on the same. It was a holiday. It was a weekend. holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing we're leading into the Fourth of July right, right now. But so I'm sitting there going, "Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save it for my Sunday night, okay. so that way I have something to do. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Dave, you saw it. Rick, yeah. did you see some of it? You didn't I saw it? up to her return. Okay, let's do this. Oh, that's you didn't see well, much the, then. Those first ten minutes were f- were online. I like saw. About I no, I can give a spoiler-free review here. Okay. So, Dave, I want you to give your review of the first episode, but you cannot use any like some of the coherent. Stuff. You cannot well, use any coherent. I'm, sorry, I'm so looking forward to watching it tonight. So okay, uh, you cannot use any coherent words. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, like you can imagine say, no, this no, 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 is no, no, Friday no. night at Comic Con. So I'll just tell you my feeling. <laughs> no, no, no. you have to do it this way because this here's. I'll do my review first. Ready? Here's my take on the True Blood season. Was it four? Yes. 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 Premiere. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Okay, Dave. Same rules. Mm-hmm. Ah. I have one. I want to. Okay. But that's only like the first half. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got... So that's our review. Mom! Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch True Blood! Okay. But from a ratings perspective, it actually got the the largest ratings... Oh, it's been hyped like crazy. Other than like... The finale, I believe, of the last one. Oh, dude, I specifically ordered HBO for the summer. What surprised me is when I was in... And it's not to be like country dropping, but when I was in England a few weeks ago... It was all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, this is international phenomenon. So great excitement. But um, uh, yeah, we'll see though. Watch the first we episode. Should do a, we and should we'll do a bigger re- review of it next week. Yeah. Next week we'll What do about uh, Falling Skies? Did you guys catch that? Up? Okay. Yes, same rules. No, That's that fun. one we because <laughs> it's already been. I haven't seen the second uh, the the I second know. Sunday. I, well, I haven't. I haven't watched one, it. Then. The first the first two hours. Right. They yeah, said the first two episodes back to back. Yeah. Let down. What did you? Really? No, I actually thought it was a little weak at the beginning, but then it started to pick up, and definitely by this next episode, it got better. I, I didn't watch way, this last. Week. I liked the way they did the exposition. I liked the you know the kid telling the they, story. That was that, that was, was pretty was, good. That was clever. And it was emotional. I, yeah. My take on this is they're trying to they're trying to cash in on a Walking Dead in a sci-fi genre. That they're just gonna they're gonna introduce a lot of characters. They've got the the creepy crawly that they fight every now and then, but it's mostly character driven, and it's yeah. The I thought it was well done, but I didn't. Do have the Walking Dead pretty much? I didn't yeah, feel I, yeah. I didn't feel like I had like it offered me anything new, but I was I thought it was reasonably well done. Yeah. Oh, the production value was pretty high. Yeah. For, for, I, for, I thought it was just standard. Well, they're dressing a lot of backlots. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean I I. It's like you said. It didn't offer a whole lot new. I mean, essentially, it's V. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's better like, than V. No, better than no I, I don't mean new. I don't mean new V. I mean like just oh, okay. any old V. Yeah, I mean it's V classic. It's no, I don't think I don't think so because V is all about the are they our friends or aren't they our friends well, and who's getting co opted and what. Okay, and this maybe was much more, more like, Walking Dead. 
This was this was we got a ragtag band that's it was trying like to Terminator. survive. It's like yeah, it's Well, I thought it was actually I, I thought it was a lot like the White Mountains or what they call it, the Tripod Trilogy. The, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. John Christopher novels. It reminded uh, me like War of the Worlds, the the, the Tom Cruise movie. Like if they yeah. made a sequel or something, you know what yeah. I mean? That's what it kind of felt like. And I just I didn't really like that movie, you know. So I think I Noah Wiley's okay. I don't really believe him as leading the, the whole thing. The thing that's going to have to have to happen in this for me to watch it uh, is they're going to have to develop more than just the battle of the week. It's got to it's got to have some kind of ongoing plot. Well, isn't the discover, ongoing plot he's trying to find his son? Well, that's no, and that's not going to work. See, that's the thing, though. That's, that's, not that's the they plot to, they're that's going on. They have to stories. develop the Earth versus the flying saucers aspect of it. Yeah, and and we have to get some insight as to how they might have a chance and how they're not just going to be running but and so shooting all the whole thing. They actually have. I don't want to give away too much, but they already start talking about that. So and yeah, okay. But the thing okay. that that got me about it or bugged me about it is is that. We're and maybe it's just for us because we're such savvy viewers, but it's like we've just seen so much. We've seen so much, but I also just think that it's it's played to to the the basic formula of all these shows, and it's like I really felt like the conflict that they threw in was just kind of forced. Like for example, Noah Wiley is always fighting with his superior officer. Uh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Uh, I know who you mean. I, I think it was he's the, like a character Stephen actor. Lane, Lane but I like I liked, there were some scenes in it that really resonated for me. I liked the, in the theater when they're having the conversation back and forth and the guy's actually trying to figure out if he can get to the gun. The theater is where it actually got good for that me. That was where I was Because the other it. thing I would say is that I thought, in, I, I thought oddly that it reduced like stereotypical gender roles Right off the bat, that's fine. You I get, like that. You get Moon Bloodgood, who was supposed to be the kick-ass character in Terminator Salvation, and will she show up in as, as the Doctor? And then you don't see any women actually fighting until much later in the, in right. the show. Okay, but you mean Sarah Clark or Sarah Carter? I like her. Connor, yeah. no, the Sarah actress Carter. Oh, yeah. The so, but here's my here's yeah. my issue when I go when I talk about like your typical TV thing, just like maybe you could point to lost in some examples or some other like tv shows it's like heroes. you have these yeah maybe even heroes it's like you have these extraordinary situations but then it's written like your typical tv dialogue where it's like when somebody walks into a room you know they're playing it all cool and the dialogue's meant to be snappy and and clever yeah. instead of people just talking real about like you know you know like when he was getting like you're talking about that theater thing you know, yeah, it was it was interesting and well acted, but they didn't talk like real humans would in that situation. I the only thing I guess maybe what I identify with it is is that Noah Wiley does talk. His character is written like an academic, uh-huh. and so that and that's hard to drop. And you it's know, coming from what? And, and mm. you know, and I said he that he that's talks coming from an academic. Is yeah, what you're saying. That, yes. that, that, that's yeah. what. It, so I found that like, yeah, that's that's a guy thinking he's maybe a little cleverer, a little more clever than the other guy. Yes. Yeah. So he's going to lure him into this conversation, but it's still going to be very he's intellectual. The Indiana Jones of and and but liking, nobody nobody sits there. We're all there like that secretly, Dave. That's All of I'm us, thinking. yeah. I mean, like nobody sits there and goes like, "Why are you kidnapping us? We've got we're fighting aliens. We we have a we have a common foe. Well, what the said, hell are they, you doing?" They went there. They just uh, didn't, they do didn't it the go. No, they didn't go there. That that yeah, often, basically, I think we'd all agree. Doesn't that happen with almost all these type of films? Yeah, which is which is Lon's complaint, and it's not an invalid one. I just I didn't bother me as much, but I would say I I think it sounds like all of us at the table here feel like it's kind of a it's a mediocre it's series. It's mediocre at best, you know. So. Ratings are outstanding. It so. doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Dave I mean, loves it, the ratings. I mean, it Dave matters, is a ratings money guy. My opinion is not driven by ratings. My opinion is driven by whether or not I actually liked it. No, but I think the ratings are great because there was nothing else on that weekend, right? It's going to come down to it ratings and how long, how much it costs to produce the show. Yeah, that's that's where they're on to stay around yeah. long enough to develop into anything worth watching. There and then, of course, they they have like the rule. There's always one rule to kill aliens, and like this one, they have their rule. It's like you have to tickle them under the chin and then reach up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it was just basically <laughs> you have to get in close. So, like, nobody talks about the potential for any of that. You know, like, I don't know. Just well, give it time to develop. I mean, you can't just solve just, the issue right away. Yeah, it just felt so staged. Means, I'm not sure if they're trying to make it ongoing or not. It's like I, I've read it as a ten go ten issue uh, ten issue ten episode, episode. miniseries. But I don't know. But then, you know, Walking Dead was just six episodes. If, but they're planning to do so. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if they're shooting to actually finish it yeah. in ten episodes or are they shooting to, like, finish an arc in ten well, episodes. Well, I think it would be an arc because I don't think they would be able to solve the whole Well, the arc problem. is he's going to rescue his son. Okay. So, well, you know, we'll see. That's the arc. I think, yeah. So rescue his son and maybe figure out how to. Right. And he's going to free the, the youngsters. That's 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 where they're leading right now. They've, oh, they've teased the it. Episode that, that came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, okay. I'll, I'll catch it up. I, ha- I know I, I have it. So is um, it available on line or demand? Yes, or? it is. It's on demand. You okay. can get it. the first two episodes. Are. Oh, I need the third episode. I have the third episode on DVD. Well, I'm not coming here. Oh, on DVD. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, so and they probably DVD. replay all that stuff, too, though, right? What? I thought you were going to transition to no, DVDs. No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about some other things, uh, uh, upcoming miniseries coming. Uh, for for uh, Rick, myself, perhaps Dave, I know at this moment, Lon's probably not that intrigued, but Neil Gaiman has talked more about the American Gods uh, series on HBO, uh, which now has a 10th anniversary version of the novel, revised, so if you read it before, the edition now is slightly different. Oh, really? Yeah, I so didn't know kind that. of what they just did with the Kim Newman and Anna Dracula, there's yeah. extras and, and a couple of like novellas thrown in and damn now i've gone back to look at tim uh kim newman's other books they're great and oh no i need to find a copy of the man from the diogenes club ah uh, yes i thought and that it's w- rare yes and it costs a lot i think titan is probably going to really re-release i that would too. hope so uh but anyway american gods has been announced to be six seasons of the plan is six seasons 10 to 12 episodes each season on hbo and Gaiman, in an interview with MTV, mentioned that Anansi Boys might be a miniseries of its own as well. That's great. So they're both terrific. They're entirely, excited. they're different types of stories. The Anansi Boys. Yes. The odd thing, television-wise, that's going to be driving some of us crazy is Torchwood has been revealed to be, there'll be a different version of it in the UK. Different scenes that are more palatable to British audiences than... Graphic? Uh, I don't know which way it's Full supposed to be. It sounds movie? like, well, if Stars is doing it, it's more. I think it's likely to be more graphic in the U.S. And okay. then we're going to see other scenes that are a little toned down, which is odd to me. But I think that Torchwood is like a BBC two, and they can't get away with as much. Wow, that's okay. drive as the DVD sales. Yeah, so you can get the yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I if that's yeah. part of the plan, you know, because I do realize BBC is trying to. Have these little marketing hooks so that indeed their sale, their DVD sales. I'm having trouble. I'm actually having trouble keeping uh, on topic because I keep on flashing back to American Gods as a series. Yeah, I've forgotten all about that. Now I'm so excited. Now you're excited. Well, that's good. Uh, and we also forgot that the Hulk is coming as a TV series. And is it coming Guillermo still? Guillermo del Toro said they they turned in their treatment and there's the development going and it's shooting for a fall 2012. Hmm. And so it'd be interesting. That would be right on the heels of the Avengers. You've had a Hulk, and then you've got a Hulk TV series. Yeah, 
I'm just curious how they're going to do it. Practical? Digital? The same way they did in the 70s? Lou Ferrigno <laughs> will return as the Hulk hmm. with Ends a brace. with sad music every time. You know time. what? There's no shortage of dumb muscleheads in L.A., so I'm sure they could find somebody. So. Uh, and if you are a dumb musclehead, that was Lon Lopez who spoke right there. Yeah, bring it on, suckers. <laughs> we'll see him at Comic-Con. Okay, uh, but... Nowhere near us. Uh, so also this week, did anybody go to last week's like special screenings of the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition? Why are you saying that? Because Dave wore his T-shirt. Oh, you, oh, you did. I didn't even. Yes. Uh, did you go to? No, that? That's that's no. the most subtle Lord of the Rings T-shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, look at the back. It's kind of, I can't see so the back. You've been facing me the from the front the whole time. So yeah. thank heavens. That's right. Did you uh, get no, that I, at the theater, Dave? No, I did not. Actually, did you get that in? I was just curious if you had gone. Did you go? No, I did not go because I just uh, was going to get the Blu-ray extended edition. Right, so which I, I wanted to talk about this week because that is definitely the heaviest collection of Blu-rays I've 15 ever received. Discs. What it's I want to know is who has time discs, to watch all and these each movies? movie is two Blu-ray discs. That's what I heard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so I'm thinking if you at if what is you, the total running time of all three movies? More time than I have. No, no. But I, I'm glad to have when, it. when the when the first set of extended came out on DVD. Justin and I, Debbie was off in Oregon on vacation. Justin and I got up early one Sunday morning, and we watched. All three of them back to back. I think and it went into the evening. I think realistically, yeah. I may span out like maybe one day for Fellowship of the Rings, get through it, and then with the way my schedule works, I may not get to two towers for another. It'll be like the movies coming out all over again. <laughs> I won't get to till to, 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 two towers until the next year. But um, but I, I'm really grateful to have it because it's just my God, what a massive undertaking that thing is, and and heavy. And heavy. I wish I was more of a Lord of the Rings. I mean, like, I, I enjoyed them, but this definitely, this is the this, collection you know, here's for the, the real best time to watch fan. them. After major surgery and you're bedridden for a couple days. Well, okay, if I'm planning, I'll plan some major surgery and see what happens. Yeah, you know, maybe if you're up in traction or something, you know, for the weekend or something. Okay. Right. I'll think about be that. the best time. The other thing I'm going to try to watch for next week's talk is, a, as, and it's because they sent it to me. I did not pay money for it, but I'm intrigued. The Sucker Punch Blu-ray. To see if the 17 minutes edited back in makes that film more I've coherent. Heard, I've heard Sit that it absolutely does not. Who says that? That's disappointing. That's a lie. They, that was the reviewer on <laughs> but uh, Attack, what of I would, the, Attack of the but Show. But what I would say yeah. is, that, is, yeah. is that Zack Snyder definitely Chris throws Dorf. everything he can into, be, into the extras. And I felt the same way about 300. Like 300 was not a film that I was like necessarily all that impressed by, but having the Blu-ray, I was very impressed with the production value I'm, of the Blu-ray. I'm tempted to buy the Blu-ray, feeling a lot like David Tapia right now. Uh, I'm tempted to buy the Blu-ray, even though I know I'm not going to watch it as a movie. I'm going to probably go through and freeze frame some of the shots that they do, like the the bombing runs. Okay, and that, that, kind that, of that stuff. was starting to make no, me not, feel not really the, creepy. <laughs> Not her, not her and dance. Dave, and Dave, you should be upset by that comparison. <laughs> no, it's, it's like that that first battle with the in, in the, yeah. that she has with the. Yeah, I, I do. I actually want to give it was a, pretty magnificent. I I want to give it another shot yeah. to see and and see, and then and, I'll sell it and and say well, maybe when I'm not so tired because I admit Netflix. that they made a sh- they, you know they screened it for us like ten o'clock on a Wednesday night and we had, you know it's a long work day so yeah. maybe if I you know no, during Derek, the summer no no it's not going to get any better. No. This is gonna be like my Dune experience, okay? Um, and we'll no. leave it at that. I've had I've had multiple people that I've heard like see that movie and go, oh yeah, that was bad. That okay. was terrible. Okay, 
So uh, if you liked or disliked Sucker Punch or have any comments, compliments, commentary, questions, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I am Lon Lopez, Indian chief. Okay. I am David Tapia, former Kansas City chief player. Wow. And player. I'm Rick Brettsnyder. I'm so scared of what you're going to come up with. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Rick Brad Snyder, wishing you a. <laughs> you're a ha- you're a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> thank you. <laughs> Inviting you to join us as we say, <laughs> use your powers only for good. No one will ever hear that. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.